0: Welcome to the Down to Business podcast with Alex Kirby, where entrepreneurs and small businesses come to stretch themselves and grow their company. From interviews to in-depth discussions, you'll learn how to market effectively, increase profits, and become the leader your company needs you to be. Now, let's get down to business. Well, what's going on, everybody? This is Alex Kirby, host of the Down to Business podcast, where we, we, we make your business our business. We talk about finance marketing and how to grow yourself as a leader and help your team grow. I am really excited today for our episode that is dropping on this Monday here. We are talking with Chant Singvangsa. Chant owns a multitude of companies. I'm going to let him talk about that here in a minute. But Chant, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the podcast, brother. Really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, man. Appreciate having me here.
0: You're welcome, brother. So let's get right into it, Chant. I uh, don't want to uh, waste any time because we've got so much good stuff to talk about. So, Chant, tell us a little bit our listeners about yourself, uh, just the the background story, info. Uh, you've got an amazing testimony of of what you've done in your life, and then we'll hop into the business side of that. But just tell us a little bit about your personal stuff.
1: Um, yeah, I live in Jackson, Minnesota, and we own you know we own uh, Simmons Landscaping and Chant's Daily Hustle the brand and embroidery business as well. And um, you know, I'm married, got two two three kids, two boys. And yeah, I live in a small town, you know, 3200 people. That's about it.
0: Yeah. How do you how, how in the world you know? do you have a full landscaping business with 3200 people? Is there a is there a business or excuse me, is there a city near you that you do a lot of business in that's bigger?
1: Yeah, we have couple like uh, big towns around us like a 30 mile radius and yeah you there's work all around the 30 mile radius here so that's okay yeah, we have to get jobs from other towns too so
0: yeah that makes sense that's 3200 people man that's only like 1500 adults so that's, yeah that's it's, that's it's not small. a big city
1: yeah you just gotta that's get cool, creative man. you know gotta get creative and make make it work
0: well, you've made it work, man. You've done, you know, for, for people listening who are not in the landscaping industry, uh, you are absolutely one of the most influential people on social media. I don't think there's any question about that when it comes to the lawn and landscape industry. And then you're also really putting a nice footprint on your embroidery business. So um, what you're doing is really cool. And that's why I wanted to have you on the show, Sean. Today, for our listeners, we're going to actually talk more focused today on a subject um, about how to build a team. You know, whatever, and that that comes with a lot of things how, how to how to build team culture, how to hire the right people. Uh, but for me, it's really the culture piece because. And Chant, tell me where you agree or disagree. This is a discussion more than me just talking about it. But it is one of the cha- most challenging things is how to make everyone be on the same page, running the same direction. Right, um, and so. You have seemingly done that really well. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about. So, I mean, Chant, tell us a little bit first, tell us how you started in landscaping, which led you to building your your team that you have. And tell us a little bit about that business. And then tell us secondly about the business that you manage that's your other team. I mean, you basically have two teams, right? You have a landscape team and you have your embroidery team, right?
1: Yep. yep. Sometimes embroidery so, team so does t- come. Yeah, they they do come out and help too. you know, with the snow removal and stuff if they need to. If I need to pull them oh, out. Yeah. That's, ama- that's, but, a, yeah. that's
0: amazing. Yeah. So talk about the landscaping side. how do you, how'd you build where you are today?
1: So the landscaping, um, it was lawn care before it was landscaping. So in 2009, okay. I started the business, the lawn care business. Um, I named it landscaping because uh, it just sounded, you know, at that time, just better than lawn care, I guess, you know, for some reason, I, not knowing that I was going to get into landscaping. So I named it, you know, right. Sing and Landscaping. And uh, so, I I was working full time in a factory, and so um, on the side hustle, I was um, uh, mowing lawns. And right. So I had I I got a, enough accounts to make the leap and jump and go full time. You know, so I all I needed to do was make enough money as I was getting paid at my full time job. Um, I wasn't at that time. I didn't even know about it, like insurances and all that stuff. You know, I just thought, okay, if I made just say I made five hundred bucks a week at that job, right, at the right. full time job, I said, okay, I just need to make five hundred bucks more in a week. Okay, simple, right? But I didn't right. realize there's insurance, there's this, there's that, the, gas, yep, yeah, all of this stuff that went with it. So I jumped, jumped, um, jumped into it. Um, took out all my four hundred one k, and I said, you know, I'm going all in. So I went all in. Took my four hundred one k. Um, if I wasn't making enough money, I said, okay, 401k will cover, you know, what I need to. And so I went ahead and next thing, you know, Mm -hmm, um, you know, the, the mowing went next thing, you know, um, the clients are asking, Hey, can you do a 10 by 10 patio? I didn't tell them. I didn't know how I said, yeah, I can. (laughs) So I figured it out. Um, you know, I did research. We, we just bought a new house. Uh, we became first time home homeowners. And so I. Day in, day out, I would just practice in our backyard. And next thing you know, you know, the mowing counts turn into landscaping. And, you know, the skills just kept building. And, and the clients were right. paying me to learn, actually. so,
0: Which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Which is so cool. I always tell people I don't try to, like, fake it till I make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to do that, but I am trying to say I'm going to say yes until I have to say no. Yeah. And I think that's a mark of a real entrepreneur is so many guys that you and I talk to in the landscaping industry, but let's just use this generically. I feel like they're so nervous that they say no to opportunities that they probably could have figured out.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm.
0: Agreed. Yep.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Oh yeah. And, And that's just, you can't, you can't, you can't build your business because you don't have that many opportunities, especially in the market like you're in. I mean, yeah. goodness, if you say no to a few people, words, words are going to get around that all you do is cut grass. Yes.
1: Yep. So that's where so, I think that's where that's interesting. it's interesting. Like, yeah, it's, it's very important that people, you don't get stuck. Uh, just you don't get stuck and don't do anything just because you don't know, you know, you, you figure it out and you learn it, you
0: know? so Right. So then, so, all right. So the landscaping business is going good. Yep. And then, then when did you start hiring people and like building a team out?
1: So landscaping started. COVID. Did you do it solo for a while? Yes, I yeah. did it solo for, I think until 2012, you know, 2000, about 2012. Okay. And so, um, I, I started, my first team was an accountant. You know, that was the first person that came in because I knew once the business started growing and I needed an accountant, so that was the first person I hired or spent some money. I was like, man, this is ridiculous. Spending wow. this much money to have somebody do, your, do something for you. But it was a very important um, part of it. Very important part of it. And so I did yeah, that. Yeah,
0: really? Yeah.
1: And um, so then I told my accountant, I said, you know, I need to, like, I can't do this by myself. You know, I'm just, I'm stuck. I felt, you know, if you, you only can grow so far or go, go so far just by yourself. Right. And so once I had that account, the account took care of the hiring process for me too. The, and so she did all the taxes and everything, you know, she said, just have them fill out these forms and send in the form and just tell me how much hours they get or how much, like how many hours they work during the week and what are they, their hourly pay. And then quarterly that she just takes care of it, you know? And so from that point, it's always been my account. That's been taking care of my hiring. So when, once I knew how to hire one person and what that one person could do um, to produce and help me with my business, it was a no brainer that I I knew that I couldn't do this myself.
0: Now, do you, do you still do the interviews and stuff like that?
1: Yes, I do the interview. Yep. I do the interview. all all the interviews and then you know and if they're good we hire them or some, you know our potentials well
0: that's it this well this this is good timing because a lot of guys are starting to hire people for the Mm -hmm. season and uh landscaping but in in most industries really uh tree i talked to a guy yesterday who tree work you know they start gearing up about march as well and Mm -hmm. What's your process on that? Because I think a lot of guys, you know, probably reach out to you. I know they reach out to me and they're like, how do you hire? Like, I don't even know what questions to ask. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. their piece of paper might say this, but how do I know if that's true on a resume? Um, so for me, I'll just tell you, I'd love to hear what you do. But I started something this year where I do an initial phone interview mm-hmm. for 10 to 15 minutes so that I can kind of gauge if this is somebody that would be a good fit. Mm-hmm. Then I actually look at their Facebook page.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. I
0: look at their, that, then I look at their Facebook page and make sure they're not saying something crazy. And then mm-hmm. the third thing I do is have an in-person interview. So I don't yep. know what, is there something yeah. that you do uh, that's maybe different or whatever?
1: I do the same thing. You know, first thing is everybody's got social media, right? So right. you just look, you just Google their name and look them up. You know, you do, I, I do the uh, initial research myself first. You know, they send in the app and stuff, but then after that, have yep, you follow up on the research of what they're, you know, what those people are like, you know, do you, right. are they fit to be on your team? And then, like you said, you know, then they come in for an interview and um, in person. So, yeah.
0: Cool. How, so, process. how many guys do you have on your, how many guys do you have on your landscaping team full time? You know, most of the year, you know, m- most of the time.
1: Landscaping, usually two or three, you know. Cool. So, that's yeah. about it for us.
0: And then so. how many on your embroidery, embroidery, embroidery side?
1: Embroidery right now will be up to five. So four. Oh, that's four, great. Four. Yeah. Four or five. That's awesome. Me. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, seven, seven, eight people. That's not easy to manage. I mean, and so let's yeah. kind of get into our subject today of how to build a team. I mean, Chant, what has worked? I mean, what has worked for you and what have you learned over time? I mean, you've been running a business for Um, you said, you know, over 12, 13 years now, you know, Mm -hmm. you're going into year 12. It sounds like, um, what have the things been, you know, when it comes to building your team that have been not just successful, but important, successful things that you've learned that are like, man, this was a horrible decision I made. Right. You know, can you just give some insight on how you've built the team you have? Because, because from social media, it looks like you have people that really love working for you.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I used to work in a factory, right? And I right. know exactly how that feeling is in a factory job, like cor- being in corporate and stuff. And I didn't want that feeling in my workspace. You know, I knew ex- when it comes down to it, it's the owner, the, le- the leads, and to, make, um, to be- help build the team. Because even though the team has their own personality and stuff, you have to bring that culture into the um, business. You, yeah. You got to create that culture because you want to have it, you know, fa- I know it's cliche and stuff, but you want to have, you want to take care of your team, take care of your yeah. team and make it an environment where they're going to feel safe. Um, everybody's transparent and there's no, there's no, you know, neg- ne- being negative and stuff. You know, you come in, yes, everybody's got their issues and problems, but, This work environment should be where everybody feels like, you know, this is home to them because they're because they're they're working here, you know, most of their life.
0: Hey, guys, this episode of the Down the Business podcast is sponsored by me, Alex. I want to help you guys in your business and I want to do some business consulting for you. So if you're interested in learning how I can help you in the areas of marketing, finance, growth. Um, back-end softwares whatever questions you have now to help you take your business to the next level I'm offering a five-session course right now where you can talk to me in person over the phone on FaceTime whatever you want so please DM us at the Down to Business Podcast or email me at alex at com to learn more details and get you to take your business to the next level in 2021 can we talk about that safe uh, in home real fast so mm-hmm. I, I feel the same way. I feel like, you know, um, work and life don't have to be separate. You should enjoy mm-hmm. both of them. Work is a part of your life. It's not like, okay, I'm at work. Let me turn off my life. And now I leave work and I turn it back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a mis. To me, that's miserable. You right. know, um, if you're doing that, that's you're missing half of your life. But how do you like, is there specific things that you do? Um, Do you try to do like team events? Do you try to talk to all your team members for 10 minutes a week and just ask how they're doing? I mean, Mm -hmm. what are some of your keys to success when it comes to creating a safe and like fun environment to work in?
1: Right. So one thing is how's it when, when your employees or your team comes into your shop, your place, how does it feel when you walk in the initial walk in, right? If, If you come into a place where it's just horrible, dungy and just, just the environment like the feel of it right you walk in it's like do i really want to be here it's freaking dirty it's this and that you know i understand landscaping is going to be dirty and stuff but um, any way that you can make it feel like wow you know these people are just you know taking care if they take care of their business they're going to take care of their employees or their team so first is the environment Um, second yeah we sit down every thursday um, afternoon we go we talk through you know Um, we discuss a lot of things like, you know, what needs to get done? Um, how's everybody, where's everybody at? And, um, if it's, you know, if we have any issues or problems or things that we need to solve, we solve and, you know, our place, like I said, our environment, man, um, we, we have stuff, you know, for the team members, you know, there's the refrigerator, there's, there's stuff that, you know, there's stuff that you walk into. It's just like do some places you would have to pay for certain things right and stuff but there's stuff that we provide for the customers or for the team you know that um, makes it feel like it's home
0: that's a that's a great that's a great thing to think about is making making it as homey as yes you know the same environment they live or or live in is Mm -hmm. at work Right. I haven't thought about I haven't thought about it in those exact terms with mm-hmm. transition being kind of the same, like having right. a refrigerator, um, you know, break space or whatever. Yep. Um, so, what are like the hour? What about the hours, John? Like, like, do you try to have? This is something a lot of people ask us mm-hmm. in landscaping: is, is is what kind of hours do you work? Because we can't stop working six days a week yes. all year, you know. Yep. So, my, um, I- which is impo- to me, yeah.
1: So my hours are like uh, from eight for landscaping and lawn care, eight to five, right? Maybe we'll work to six, Yeah, but that's it. We, we, I don't care. Like there are some days that we'll work Saturdays if we really need to, but these people have a life too. These, our team has a life and they will get burnt right. out. And I've noticed that when I start, I was so hungry in the beginning, man, we work Saturday. We work, you know, there's times we'd work Sundays. But then we burn them out, and then I lose them. Right. So now it's right. like, okay, let's just do normal job, right? Um, eight to five, eight to six, whatever. And if there's times that we need to get it done, we'll get it done. But um, yep. they have a life too. You know, those t- those team members have a life, and we have a. I mean, I I, I, I mean, I can literally work exactly. Saturday Sunday. It's fine with me. But you have to remember those your team members are not you. They're they're not they're mm. not built like us, okay? They're they're they only know what they know.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to one of my my managers today, and uh, you know, a couple of my team members texted me last night because they had stuff come up at nine fifteen, mm-hmm. and it's like everybody doesn't have to carry that. I I we do as the owners of the company, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Is and and sometimes it's hard. I think for people in our industries or like when they own a business to not expect their employees to treat the business exactly like they do mm-hmm. right and not that they not that they shouldn't take pride in the company and all that stuff but right. no they're not going to want to work 65 hours a week yeah you know mm-hmm. and you know we we try to do 7 to 5 you know 5:15 yeah. we do a little bit we do a little bit earlier because um, trying to beat traffic and yeah. Um, Mm-hmm. We don't want to work past. We really want them to be gone by 530 if we can. But yeah, we we try to knock out uh, four 10 hour days so that if it does rain one day, right. then you still got your you got your 40 hours in. Mm-hmm. But that's like the number one thing I hear from guys who are like trying to build companies. And I hope our listeners are hearing me and Sean talk about this is. They're like, man, I can't find any good help. And I'm like, well, what hours are you working? Oh, we work like 11 hour days, five days a week, or or, excuse me, six days a week. I'm Mm -hmm. like, of course, what what decent employee wants to work 60 to 65 hours a week, six days a week? Right, right. Eventually they'll get burnt out, you know. Right, and they'll go somewhere else that they can work a steady steady hours, you know. And because... Yeah. Like it has to be like a single guy who's trying to like buy a house who wants to mm-hmm. work that much, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a very finite person. Right. So that's, that, that's good. Sean. Yeah, so, it's, it's so, the, mental, um,
1: the mental health, you know, of everything. Um, it's just like us, you know, we, we get, we'll get burnt out too. Um, we have to take care of our, you know, the mental side of things and, um, in order for us to function, but we can, we can operate more than just a regular employee. Because it's our baby. Yeah, uh,
0: that's a good thing to talk about. Is is like entrepreneurs are built different for a reason, mm-hmm. and like sometimes, like you said, I hope guys listening, like you're, it's, it's okay if, if people who work for you aren't built like you. Like right. there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. but it it is hard. Like I, I mean, I'm the first to admit, it's hard to not have those expectations because you think everyone want, you know. Yes, it's hard. It's hard, man. I'd rather you have I'd a ra- story.
1: I'd rather see them push hard during the week for me, right? and meet yeah. all the expectations we have during the week from Monday to Friday i expect that but when yeah, but, me too. but after that you know it's like they have a life so you can go on and do what you want on saturdays or sundays or whatever
0: so yep absolutely dude so so chan doesn't your uh, does your wife work on the with you right she works yeah. with you right yep so I, tell tell me how tell me about that
1: well to be honest it when in the beginning it was difficult because we've never Like, we're together 24-7. And um, when I started the embroidery business, or when we bought the embroidery business in 2019, um, she came in and joined us in February or March of 2019. And so, um, it was a whole new learning experience for both of us. We were trying to get that business going, up and going. And so, um, there was moments we questioned about our marriage, our relationship, because it was so the tension was so high because um, we wanted to keep, we want to make this business happen. Right. And go. And um, she, we had two kids. And so she was trying to balance kids, work, the husband, you know, and all this stuff. And so we got, it was just her and I at that time um, doing the embroidery. And so we sat down we said, okay, we got a problem here. We're, We're sitting in the back room, taking a break at the, or, embroidery shop and we're not talking right we're not having our conversations about anything it was right. uh, it was awkward and so we talked about it as go what do we need to do because uh, it's either we're going to get divorced or mm. we're or we're going to make this happen right um, so it was a difficult conversation but we had that and next thing you know we hired on a team member you know to release some of that pressure and so we did. We hired on a gal in the beginning to help out uh, with everything that uh, we were doing in the embroidery business. Um, didn't know if we could afford her, but we knew that it, it was either our marriage, yeah. our marriage going, or we just take the risk of hiring somebody and helping out and making sure she gets paid first we will get paid last i don't care our marriage we had to save it right and so that's what we did in 2019 we started hiring hiring next thing you know the pressure's off we built the system and now you know we have we have a life you know you can't go through you can't go through life just um, not fixing things that's part of business is fixing problems we are in business to fix problems that's that's it If, if there was no, That's if there great. was no problems, then there's, uh, there's no business or there's no, you know, uh, solutions.
0: So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're that man, John, appreciate you sharing that stuff. I mean, cause there's so many, I mean, I talked to a guy yesterday, literally yesterday that, that, that called me about an interesting business opportunity. He said, I've got to get out of this or I'm going to lose my family. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I, so often I think that people actually choose business over family. Actually, they would have made the different choice than you did, which is awesome. Um, because they think that that money or that stability is actually better. And it's it's crazy to think that, but that's so good for people to listen to hear that is, you know, there, there comes a point where you're going to make a decision. Right. Mm -hmm. If you, and you gotta, you've got to say, yeah, you're right. Profitability is not more important than my family. Right.
1: So, so then and, the thing um, is that yeah, so people that, just have to awesome. take the risk, you know, like I I, yeah. I, said, man, if I lose the embroidered business, well, at least we tried, right? We, we hired on somebody and it didn't work, but we still have each other, right? You, right. Don't, you right. don't just throw somebody that's uh, been with you for years and say, forget you, you know, I'm going to move on and make profit. It, it doesn't work that way.
0: So you guys, I mean, so, so you guys are in like a super healthy position now. Like, oh, yeah, is, man, like, the, the, Yeah,
1: we've, we've gone through so much that, uh, you know, I had a drinking and and alcohol or problem. And so we've went through that. So, right. We, we've, we've fought through that and then right. we were going through the business part phase of it. And we gone through that next thing, you know, you know, we're healthy now we've got, we've got, uh, four, yeah. Three other, four other people under Amy. That's right. That it's helping, amazing. You know,
0: how, how did you scale that business? John, like kind of not team focus here, but mm-hmm. I mean, are you doing most of it via like online sales or is it some of it yes, local? Like are you-
1: 90, I'd say 90% is online sales. So, I mean, we weren't the, the online sales kept us going. Um, when we first bought it. So it was all yeah. online. Um, majority of it's online. So,
0: yeah. And so that's, are you, are you, did uh, COVID affect your, your business yeah, yeah. at all? Or oh, yeah. A-
1: COVID affected it. And there was, you know, even the small sales that we had for schools and stuff, you know, for like uh, um, sports. Yeah. We just, yeah. Th- that was shut down big time. So yeah. I mean, sales of on that dropped, but other than uh, like all the contracts or the contractors and stuff that order from us um, online, it's, I don't think it's slowed down too much. So
0: that's good. I yeah. think you're going to have a good year this year, I think. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, I hope that it crushes it this year. Yeah. So so one random question here is when it comes to building a team, going kind of back to that, um are you always key I think one one thing one thing I wanted to talk about for guys listening cuz I get this question a lot is how do I build a leader within my mm-hmm. team? Right. So do you, do you do anything intentional not to, you know, put you in a weird spot, Mm -hmm. intentional when you meet somebody on your team, you're like, you know what, that person, I could see that person being supervisor or foreman or whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you have any like small helpful tips on how to cultivate a leader from within your team? Cause I, that's, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this from guys where they're like, I've got two guys, but how do I make one of them my next crew leader? And they're Mm -hmm. like, they have no idea.
1: Yeah. So give, first you got to have a system before you have to have a system before you even give, do like try to give something to your, um, your team because without, without a system, man, they're just flying You know, they're just going by what you're telling them. It might be different if you're telling the next person, it might be different, right? So when you have a system in place, then um, you're able to tell that that, um, lead or whatever you want, potential lead that you want to Um, make you want to make so what i do is i give them a task we have a system like like even in the shop we have certain things that we do if there's something that i i need to have them take take um some weight off of me my job
0: yeah ownership
1: ownership so give them a task just to start with a small task and if they can do that Boom! Give them another task. Push. It's not like pushing, but you're you're compounding these uh, tasks for them. And if they can handle that and keep going without complaining, without bitching, oh sorry, without I'm you sorry. know all these things, then that's when I say, okay, you're, man, this is it. This is it. This is a this guy's yeah. hungry. You you know exactly when they're hungry and when they want
0: one hundred percent. I think I think that's gold. So basically what you're saying is you, you've got to give opportunity to see if yes. they can get more opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so literally, got, if anyone's listening to this, and I know there are, there's going to be hundreds of you, and you've got to give opportunity to your people. Don't be scared. Yes, delegate. And like, Ch- Ch- yes, Ch- and you talk to more people than probably I, even I do. And I, I would you not agree that number one thing you hear from business owners is I'm just scared to give someone any responsibility because what happens if they make us look bad or, or fail. Mm-hmm. And w- what I'm going back to what you said a minute ago is failure is actually okay. Cause at least yeah. you tried. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's like, you know, that quote, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Right. Like, yeah. so man, that I, I, I didn't but think yeah, we would just, land here on this episode. That's so good.
1: Yeah. Just definitely have to give the people the opportunity, man. Cause uh, without like, there's stuff that i'm i'm not good at there's stuff that you know i'm not good at but i have to do it but if i bring in somebody on give them that task they're better if they're better than i am give it to them you know because so, our because yeah, our yeah. where like where we're worth like our place here we have so much opportunity i'm sure like you guys there's opportunity to grow man there's i mean there's people that can make whatever money they want here. If you know, if right. they're producing, it's just it's unlimited. Yep.
0: Yeah, I always tell our team if you if you are willing to create more pizza, you'll yes. get more slices. Mm-hmm. Like if you that you you can all, you can grow as much as you want in pay and yep. position. Um, this mm-hmm. is not a ceiling. You know, you're not going to cap out early or anything. But yeah, that's the that's the catch in this generation of people, Sean. and. Is right like a lot of people are very okay with just being okay right and so how do you how do you get them motivated uh, we've got some things we're doing this year to try to do that we're gonna bring in a speaker each month to talk mm-hmm. to our team um, yeah but just try to motivate people out of being just average is okay yeah you know so so like, I don't like yeah. our
1: our company here it's very transparent too so they see the numbers man it's it's right there on the board it's printed out everything so they see it and they know exactly our goals, what we need to meet every month um, on sales. And they they know. So it's just very transparent. I have nothing to hide. Ha- I don't hide uh, my numbers from them, what we produce here at uh, at our embroidery
0: shop. Embroidery or landscaping as well? Do landscaping, you do that for landscaping as well.
1: Embroidery yeah, as well. Embroider as well. That's because it. I don't, you know, yeah, the boss has a nice truck and stuff. But uh, to me, if they see that, like they see that it's transparent. Some will get jealous. Some, will, some won't like it, which is fine. And there's some that will push, that will try to, you know, pro- they'll produce more.
0: interesting. And
1: then we give them bonuses. So there's brackets, right? There's brackets. Just say, um, if, if we meet uh, $50,000 in sales this month, you will get X amount of dollars. If you, you meet 60, you'll get X amount of dollars. It keeps going up. So every month we give out bonuses here, every month on, on the paycheck. And then end of the year, we have a total goal, which, you know, a total goal that's um, on our board. And if they meet, meet them, the sales on that, then they get another bonus. So not only they go through monthly, end of the year, they get another check.
0: So I like that. I like that a lot. That's something I'm probably going to have to implement on my team is production goals on a board. Yeah, production I, I really goals. like that idea. Yeah, I like that. Cool, Chant. Well, we're we're getting close to that time. And like I said, I wanted to, we try to keep the episodes to where people can listen to it in the car. Yep. So, um, Chant, again, man, I want people to, first off, tell us your social media handles so people um, can find out, you know, and find you and, and be inspired more.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Facebook, it's just, you know, Chant Singbongsa, and Or you can type in Chant's Daily Hustle. But uh, Instagram is Chant. Yeah. Chomp underscore daily underscore hustle.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: and then on YouTube cool. we got the YouTube as well. If you type in daily hustle, you don't woke them up
0: cool, man. Well, Chant, I really appreciate you being on this episode of the Down to Business Podcast, man, where we try to make people's business our business. We get in there, help them as much as we can with information and uh, how to grow as a leader in their marketing and their finance. So, Chant, really appreciate it, brother, and I hope you have a great day. And for everybody listening, you guys go out there and make it happen.